Hey, what's happening, good people? This is your boy, Marvin Rashad, and of course, we got the Ron back in the building, and you know what it is. The beard always wins. It's the movement, it's the lifestyle, more important podcast. And we're so grateful and thankful that you all are listening to. Shout out to Mo Lane. Shout out to Ryan, Vashon. And also shout out to the wife, uh, Charlotte, who made her appearance last week. So please go back and check that last episode. It was a really, good, really, really, really good episode. Um, but this week, it's just me and the run. So you know what it is. We just go get right into it. And pre-production is always the best. And I want to talk about this Ryan Davis versus KD. Can we can we just jump into that? Yeah, we can, because I'm going to tell you like this, before we even get started, uh, this is a one-sided uh, finish him Mortal Kombat tr- kind of defeat. I feel, I actually feel, you know what? I actually don't feel bad for KD, because KD, man, KD don't, KD do this all the time. He just get online and like to troll. And he try to make these little these little one two sentence clips on social media and his little fanboys like eat it up. I'm like, oh, okay, he got you. I'm like, nah. Like Ryan Davis, re- Ryan Davis released the Kraken. Yo, Ryan Davis roasted dude. But here, here's the thing though, Deron. Like the truth hurts, but the truth is also funny. And if I believe uh, what Katie said, offense wins championships, and then Ryan Davis disagreed with him. I don't think he said nothing out the way. Am I right or wrong? You, you got the tweet, or um, I can bring it up. I can bring it up, but he didn't say nothing that was out of pocket. I mean, people try to go with that whole like defense, the offense wins titles now. Like, nah, not necessarily. I'm like, you at least got to be like, you at least got to be somewhat decent on uh, defense. Yeah, because I don't know. Like, it, oh, here it is. Um, Ryan Davis says something and uh, cover your kids' ears. Uh, KD replied, a trash-ass comedian telling a two-time champion that he doesn't know what it takes to win. It should be crazy out here. But what was Ryan Davis's <coughs> initial tweet? He, he also he, he also commented, my bad, he also commented on the video that we talking about. And he told, I'm a trillion times better at my job than you are at yours. He's sensitive, though. He's real sensitive. He's real sensitive. But here's the thing. Defense does win championships, no matter what sport it is. No matter what sport it is, defense wins championships, whether it's hockey, baseball. Baseball, in fact, if you got no pitching, you got no defense. You got no no defense, you lose. You are drafting first in, in baseball. Football, the same way. I get it. You got these high-flying offenses scoring a lot of points, but at the end of the day, it's the team with the best defense that's going to win 98% of the time. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Go, what's up? So here goes something that's crazy. So these are the five team, NBA teams with championship titles that had like some of the worst def- uh, defensive efficiency in the league. Some of these teams might surprise you. So that 95 Houston Rockets team that beat the uh, Orlando Magic the year that Jordan came back. The 93 Bulls with Michael Jordan. I think they beat Phoenix that year. Yeah, they beat Phoenix that year. Yeah. Uh, the 2002 Los Angeles Lakers that had, prime, that had going into his prime Kobe and prime Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. 
And I think that was the last of the three peats. So that would have been against Indiana. No, New Jersey. Yeah, Jersey. But at the same time, they, there's a common denominator, and Ryan Davis did bring it up. You had all NBA players on the team, all M- all NBA defensive players on that team, on those teams. Yo, what? But, but it was Pippen uh, and George, what? Kobe and Shaq. I, was Elijah one? Elijah one, and I mean, yeah, Clyde, but Clyde wasn't at his peak power. Yeah, but you also had Vernon Maxwell, who was a defensive. I player. mean, uh, I mean, but come on. I mean, <laughs> oh, the last two teams, uh, one of one that was actually shocking to me considering who the coach was, 2006 Miami Heat, uh, who also had Shaquille O'Neal and had the referees in their pocket, and the 2007 <laughs> San Antonio Spurs, who swept the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, but it's, but Duncan, um, Tim Duncan, Duncan young, young Parker, yeah. and still coming off the bench, uh, Manna. Yeah. So, I mean, it happens, but more often than not, it's a team with the best defense that's going to win. But Brian Davis goes on with about a four-minute video spitting straight facts. Straight Ma, facts about the fact, Ma, the facts wasn't even cold. The coldest line was, you stand next to killers, you look like a killer, too. That's true. <laughs> dude, dude, it's true. And see, like, and see, here goes the thing about KD because I defended KD when he went to Golden State, just on the premise of leaving Oklahoma City, right? You what? Yeah, Oklahoma City, San Francisco, Oklahoma City, San Francisco. I'm taking Oklahoma City every single time, and I get it. He wanted to win, so he won. But the fact that the matter is, is that he ain't won nowhere else. I, I, he's got to the finals once, you know, without. Now, I mean, now, if I had, like, if I had to, like, say something in KD's defense, like, the, the Warriors did lose that year prior to him coming to the team. Yeah, they did. They did lose prior to him coming to the team. Might and might I add, was seventy three and nine a year before he came to the team. And no matter, regardless of if they had Draymond at his peak uh, powers, uh, Clay or Steph, like KD was the best player on that team. Yeah, I mean, I get it. But they, as a team, but they won without him. He, they they won with him, and they won one without him. But you know who else did something like that? Who did something similar to that? Who was that? Dion. Dion left the Falcons after being because remember the Falcons, the Rams, uh, the 49ers, and who else? And the Saints was all in the NFC West. Yeah, NFC West. And everybody knows it was the 49ers who owned the NFC West. Dion left the 49ers, left the Falcons, goes to the 49ers, won the Super Bowl. Well, so Dion started. Let's not forget. Let's not, not forget that that, uh, that he became he became Darrell Reeves after he left the Falcons. Yeah. He just became a mercenary. Yeah. Also, never forget that uh, Deion Sanders had the chance to go against uh, Jerry Rice in Week Six in nineteen ninety when the Falcons played the Forty uh, ers but he decided to stay on one side of the field, and Jerry Rice lit up on uh, Charles Demry. For 13 catches and 
<laughs> Yo, you know what? You know what's crazy? In the NFL, I'm, oh, and the best part, in NFL record, uh, five touchdowns. Dude, like, like, when you look at Jerry Rice's stats, like, that dude's never going to – he's always going to be the greatest. He might not be your favorite, but he's always going to be the greatest wide receiver ever. Just off stats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Jerry – The man had – the man had 22 touchdowns and a strike-shortened season. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. In fact, I remember it, it was late in – I probably – I was already committed to playing linebacker. But I watched the – I watched um, uh, a doc, you know, documentary – not documentary, you know, the little, little vignettes. And he, they said, how would your hands get so good? He was like, I used to catch bricks. I was like, really? That's all I had to do was catch bricks? Like, <laughs> catch bricks and run up and run up a hill, like. But yeah, Jerry, Jerry Rice and the dude, even he played. He was like what forty two. Yeah, last team I think he played for was Seattle. Yeah, bro, look at listen to this. Jerry Rice broke the. Uh, Jerry Rice came into the league in nineteen eighty five. Yep, he broke the all time. Uh, I want to say either all-time touchdown record or all-time uh, reception yards record. Eleven seasons later, or ten seasons later, in nineteen ninety-five, at age thirty-three, mm-hmm. he go to see he go to season that he had after he broke the record. <laughs> <laughs> One thousand two hundred fifty-four yards receiving. Uh, he got injured, had seventy-eight yards, had 1139. 12-11 as a 40-year-old wide receiver for the Oakland uh, Raiders, mm-hmm. 869, and then he split, had 429 when he played for Seattle and Oakland. And I think he tried to do a tryout with, like, the Broncos, and he just called it quits after that. Yeah. Like, he, how many years is he in the plan total? 16. 16 years, and was good. Oh, I'm sorry. He played uh, 16 years in San Francisco, four in Oakland, and one in Seattle. To 21 years. Good Lord. That's that's a military career. <laughs> yep. Get your, get your 52 and a half percent, young man. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a military career right there because, man, Jerry, it, it's, it's, some, it's some records out there that you think about. You don't really think about it, but then when you actually look at it, you be like, whoa. Like, this is. This is something. This is actually something special. This he, won MVP, he won MVP at wide receiver. I don't, I don't think it's been another one to do that. Has it? Oh, you know what? I got a question. Why are we talking about wide receivers? Because, yeah. you know, the good homie JR sent uh, a message on uh, Facebook, and me and him had a back and forth. Who do you take? As your number one wide receiver between these two, Antonio Brown, yeah, or Calvin Johnson, I'm taking Megatron. Give me the reasons why you wouldn't take Antonio Brown. Do I have to? That deal, that deal, that deal was strictly with on the field. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so if we just on the field, I mean, I'm still taking Megatron. I mean, like I think Megatron. What six six? He's pretty much unguardable. Six six four, two hundred and thirty five pounds. Yeah, like at that time, that was that's why they called him Megatron. He was this huge, six four, 
running four four. I'm sorry, six five two thirty five. Yeah, six five running a four four. Four three four three five. Four, yeah, like and can catch and got hands. It's been guys that size that can run, but can catch like him. And now, yo yo yo, you know we just talked about how long Jerry played. Let me see. Play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Calvin played nine seasons. Yep. And retired in 2015. Calvin just turned. Is getting ready to turn 38 years old this year. <laughs> <laughs> so he left some years on the table. He did. He left some stats out there. He did. He got his money. I think. As a matter of fact, I think uh, Calvin Johnson runs a weed shop in Detroit. Or something like that. Yeah, he built heavy in the cannabis, bro. Yeah. But they just go, like, so there's a lot of, I know a lot of times the fans, uh, we like, man, why this dude ain't playing? Why this dude ain't playing? But, like, you know, what you don't know is, like, these dudes have these off-season surgeries and whatever, they're getting scoped to clean off scar tissue or whatever. So after a while, it just hurts. <clears throat> so, yeah, he made his money and got on. Alright, so why you still cause I'm asking since I'm asking questions, I'll flip the topic. Alright. So me and JR got into another discussion. So without even the first names that come to mind when you talk when you think when I when you think of this question, give me your answer. Or when you think of your answer when I give you this question. Alright. The greatest the greatest player in NBA and NFL who made it to the league. But he never got to fulfill his potential. That because because Jr. said Penny Hardaway, which I t- I kind of agree with. Mine is Derrick Rose. Uh, that's a that's a tie. I also say, uh, what was the point guard from um, that played for Portland? That, oh, Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy, yeah. Uh, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot. Grant Hill. Grant Hill, Penny Hardaway. Um, you know, injuries just, just got you, to him. You could. I mean, you kind of could say Greg Oldham. Yeah. But he, he, but, it, for, but for Senate, it would be either him or uh, Sam Bowie. Yeah, but Sam Bowie, you know, here's here the thing. Sam Bowie actually had, if you look at the numbers, like when he was healthy, but we ball, man. Like <laughs> we was healthy. It wasn't often, but when he was healthy, Sam Boyd was he? He wasn't. He wasn't no pushover. Not NFL wise. No. Um, no. Like really. Why you think? Why you think about it? Being born in Mississippi was, made me privy to uh, two players that people said was. Good ball, and as much as people like hyped up uh, Walter Payton and uh, Steve McNair, the first one is Steve McNair's brother, who I believe is now the coach at uh, Alcorn State. Yeah. Uh, damn, what's his brother's name? Um, uh, Fred. Fred played. I want to say Fred played wide receiver. But yeah, he's the head coach at um, Alcorn State. So people from Mississippi State swear that Fred McNair was better than Jerry Rice. He just didn't get a shot for whatever reason. And the second one is Marcus Dupree. Everybody, anybody who was of that age group, that's like my father's age, always say that, like, yeah, like 
Marcus Dupree was way better than Walter Payton. So, but Dupree, he came out like Payton had already been in the league. When, yeah, that time, like he had been in the league like a good, I want to say, six years or so. Yeah. Because Dupree would have came out. Payton came in the league in, what, like, 75, something like 74, that? 74, uh, yeah. And Dupree, he, if – I think he would have been in, like, the 84 draft, something like that. Yeah, he would have been in the 84 draft. So he would have came He would have came in at the tail end of, like, uh, Walter's career. Yeah. But you got to think about it, though. Like, I know it ain't laser time, but Marcus Dupree was, like, 6'3", 2-something running a four three forty. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> you know it's funny. I got into like a brief spat with somebody who um, they had Marcus Dupree time. They said hundred meters, he was running like a nine two nine three something. I was like, no way. The the world record is a nine five one that wasn't set until like at that time. The I think the world record was like a. In 1984, I think Carl Lewis had the world the world record. Matter of fact, Ben Johnson in 1988 he broke it at 9.8. You, you know what I mean? So the, those, right. those I'm like, nah. I say these this, these are inflated times. I don't care what nobody tells you. I don't care. I, I'm not believing that. But yeah, I, I watched the the documentary on the ESPN 30 for 30 they had on Marcus Dupree and. By all accounts, Marcus Dupree was that dude. You know, he was big, fast. He just got hurt. He, you know. Mm-hmm. 6'3", 220, 230. Yeah. Running a 4'3". Here it is. So, as a sophomore, he switched to running back and rushed for 1,850 yards and scored 28 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. As a junior, he rushed for 2,550, scoring 34. Yep. That's 25 rushing and nine by kick return. Yeah. As a senior in 1981, he rushed for 3,000 yards and scored 36 touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Like, but he just got hurt. Like, he went to, uh, yep. went to Oklahoma. Um, am, am I right? He went to Oklahoma. Yeah, o- o- Oklahoma, where uh, where life goes to the end. <laughs> yeah, he went to Oklahoma. Barry Switzer, uh, <laughs> him and Barry, they, they, I don't think they saw eye to eye. I think they were some kind of spat as well. Um but that and you got that and you also gotta remember that like they were in the it was that 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 Oklahoma team had a uh, a quarterback that got arrested for drug <laughs> on top of other things. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's it's crazy. It's it's like for the younger listeners out there, look up Marcus Dupree. Look up uh you know who else was, was actually uh Injuries kind of shortened his career. Man, I got two of them. Um, what's the dude who did Dirty Bird? Jamal. Oh, Jamal Anderson. Anderson and uh, Todd Gurley. Most recently, Todd Gurley. Like, they need the real Todd Gurley. Cause I don't care what nobody say. I really enjoyed watching Todd Gurley at the University of Georgia. Um, they should have just let that man keep that money. And he should have won the Heisman that year if he hadn't got hurt. And they wouldn't have got derailed by that little scandal, uh, as far as like signing the jerseys, whatever, getting money for that. But it was illegal at the time. Speaking of scandals at Georgia, no. <laughs> hey, let's talk about it, man. We, we can talk nah, about nah, it. No, 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 ain't no read, ain't no read. No, I'm looking up, I'm looking up Jamal. An- so Jamal Anderson was the first of the uh, 
uh, you shouldn't do running backs like this committee. Yeah. So you so you talk about injuries did him a running back that's like in the KC area that I thought was going to be until he fell victim to Jamal Anderson syndrome was Jamal. So Tull. what was it? Oh, four hundred carries. Four hundred carries is the barrier. Yeah, and like yeah, like a running back get that many carries, like you gonna you gonna see that career like just go like downhill. So like Barry Jump, man, bro. Herm Edwards tried to kill Larry Johnson in two yeah. seasons. Splitting carries with, with Priest Holmes, which they technically you would think they should have like 200 touches with Pete. Nah. Larry Johnson had 336 carries in 2005 and had 416 carries in 2006. Yeah. So yeah, Herm Edwards wrecked that man's career and then also, that goes back to that time I was in a bar in downtown Kansas City. And this lets me know that uh, Larry Johnson may possibly allegedly have CTE. Uh, yeah, uh, he had a girl held up uh, with his hand around her throat and he spit in her face. Allegedly. Nah, he did it. I was dead. The CTE is allegedly. <laughs> What's that allegedly? <laughs> I'm still saying allegedly on that one, though. I, Bro, I told you. I keep, I keep telling y'all. I am... I am the I am the black less R word Forrest Gump. I it's just situation I be bumping into just out of happenstance. So can't explain. All right. So since you, since you did bring up Georgia, um, there's this this beef uh, between the Atlanta Journal Constitution and the University of Georgia. Uh, it seems like for the last year, according to most UGA fans, if you go on Twitter, that the AJC is on a smear campaign for for UGA. I don't know. I can't tell you the last time I read the, the AJC. Ever since they put up a paywall, I haven't read it. Now, 12, 12, 12ft.io will get you past that paywall. Thank me later. Yeah, you have to text that to me. <laughs> 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 tell me exactly what to do. I'm a little old when it comes to this stuff nowadays. But... At the same time, uh, the report said, uh, I think SI, this actually came from SI. And it was, it's crazy because when you read it, it's just like, it's so vague, right? They talked about the 11 speeding incidents. They talked about the sexual assault or allegations or whatnot. The one thing I know, when it comes to the speeding, the speeding is is there. You know, they were racing uh, and the young lady in the, in Willow. Devin Willett lost his life, lost their, lost their life. So it is a serious issue. Uh, I was just you saw the other you saw the other young lady sued uh, Jordan Davis for like ninety six million dollars a day too, right? Nah. Yes, sir. For what? She sued. Huh? For what? I forget. For what? I, I want. I can't tell. I had to look it up, but I know I seen the story about her suing him. But um. I can give you a little backstory on this uh, AJC uh, UGA beef. Yeah. So the so the beef, so the beef is on April eleventh in two thousand sixteen. I want to say that was like a few months after uh, Kirby got hired. So two thousand sixteen, Kirby got hired as head coach at, uh, in Athens. For whatever reason, he went to the state house in politics, and he got some uh, lawmakers. The follow suit. I can't remember what the state was, but basically, here it is. Uh, 
On April 12, 2016, or April 11, 2016, Governor Nathan Dill signed into law yesterday legislation that will give state university athletic departments an unprecedented right to delay responding to open workers' requests. This is good news for the state's biggest program. New Georgia coach uh, Kirby Smart personally lobbied lawmakers, which this law is basically bad news for transparency. So it used to be if you got a four-year request, it was either, I think you had uh, 30 to 45 days to, uh, to, uh, where once you responded, you had 30 to 45 days to answer. So like, if I, if I wanted like your military record, if it, if yeah. you had anything that was like an open record, I go down and I file a FOIA request and I can get that information on you. It's ba- bro, to show you, to show, to show you why I kind of understand why Kirby did this. So when James had all the stuff going on at Florida State. Yeah. It was, it was some, uh, matter of fact, she made a career out of like besmirching Florida State while ignoring Baylor because she was covering both on her beat at ESPN. But, um, damn, I can't remember her name. I, I, th- I think her name is Andrea Durkish or something like that for ESPN college football. This woman went down monthly and filed four year requests for every athlete in the Florida State uh, athletic program. <laughs> wow. So yeah, so I can understand why Kirby did it, but like this, uh, like this report was saying, like yo, like it's actually a slap in the face of transparency because it went from like you had thirty after you answered, you had thirty to forty five days to produce this paperwork. Now you can knuck, you can drag your knuckles, and it take ninety. You can take up to ninety days to get this information to somebody. So if Armand is starting linebacker for the Georgia Bulldogs, and he does something at the end of October. Nobody ain't gonna know about it out of the national title game now. <laughs> okay, smart, smart move, smart. Kirby's being smart. No pun pun intended. Uh, it's a. It ain't actually smart, though. It's actually just a like. It's a tactic. It's actually a. It's actually a middle finger to the system. Okay, but let me ask you this question here, right? And and, and this is this is serious. And like and before I make this statement. I want to make sure that everybody knows that any type of sexual, uh, like, assault, rape, stuff like that, I, I do not agree with it, right? I don't agree with it. But I want to don't, make this... Don't get fired, though. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, hope, I pray I don't. But um, I, want, <laughs> I want to make this statement, right? So we, we were in the... We, we served in the Army. The Army as a whole has a zero tolerance, right? Zero tolerance policy against sexual assault and that stuff. However, what's up? My bad. I erred on that. It wasn't Jordan Davis. It was Jalen Carter that got sued. He got sued $40 million by the crash victim's uh, father. Yeah. And he got sued by the, the one girl that survived the day for, I think, 95 million. Okay. I'm going to come back to the sexual assault thing. I got a question. Mm-hmm. Well, you think they because he was racing, like he didn't cause the accident. Uh, uh, let me see. Uh, Victoria Bowles, uh, former Georgia staffer, that may be a reason why she's suing him in the athletic program because she's a former staffer now. But she's suing the UGA Athletic Association and Carter, whom police accused of racing the SUV that right. Uh, she has incurred more than 170,000 in medical expenses and likely permanent disability. Um, 
as defendant Carter was aware at the time he was jointly responsible for the crash and had a legal duty to remain on the scene, on the scene instead in part obviously fearful of bad publicity and effect of his on his NFL draft status he hoped not to be questioned or take any responsibility for his actions is what they she is her uh, lawyer is saying so according to ESPN the lawsuit said that uh, the SUV was traveling at a speed of 104 miles per hour when it crashed and had been racing Carter for 45 seconds or less. And the guy who was driving, his blood alcohol concentration was almost two and a half times the legal limit in Georgia. But the, but wait, that's that's not true because it, the, the woman was driving. The lady, the young lady that got killed was driving. She was the staff. Okay. She 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 was the staffer. The staffer, she was driving the car. That that expedition. That was Lacroix. Lacroix, yeah. Yeah, Chandler Lacroix. Chandler Lacroix, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. She she, yeah. she she was the one who was intoxicated. Yeah. So, if anything, like I I don't know how, but this is America. You can sue for anything. I just don't know how you blame Jalen Carter for that. Like, and, and it's don't need the benefit. Don't need the benefit of that. Just need proponents of the evidence. Yeah, you know. So that's that. But you were saying again about sexual assault. Oh, and these are words that are coming from Armand Williams and Armand Williams alone. <laughs> Why you got used to full government, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, but um, yeah. So, so what I was saying is that like the sexual assault. It happens. It happens in the military. Um, and if you were just to look at the military as a whole, because you got to think about it. The military is 1% of the population, right? But then when you look into that 1% and you look at the numbers, it's it's startling. But it's... What am I trying to say? It's, it's, it's the same way you look at it when you look at these college programs. Or at least that's the same way that I look at it. You look at a college program that has, uh, in four years, you'll say 500 players a cycle through in four years. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Given your big um, Division One Power Five program. So the amount of things that happen, and it, even when it comes to like the racing and the DUIs and stuff, in the, in the military, if you look at what they, when they report the percentages, it's right on par with the rest of the world. It's just that you're looking at these small private organizations and you're just taking their number and you and you're multiplying it because it's a smaller am, am I making sense what I'm trying to say? Man, be actually honest with you, I've been looking up for your request. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what I'm trying to say is, um, and I think this is where the beef comes from. It's like when they they, they take they say, okay, you had eleven players that that committed this crime, whether it's a speeding, and, and who hasn't been caught speeding, right? Or you say, hey, this happened, these sexual assault things happened. To my knowledge, the only sexual assault that has come to light, it was the one with Jamal Jarrett, and he was 16 at the time, and he smashed one of the the the, 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 recru- the recruiter liaisons or something like that, and she tried to... Um, uh, accuse him of sexual assault, but then the text messages came out, and it come to find out that, you know, he wasn't in the wrong. That's pretty bad. Yeah. That's pretty bad, though. Yeah, yeah. And then you had the Adam Anderson incident, and Adam Anderson was kicked off the team the minute that came up. 
and he was never reinstated to the team. So I don't know what the SI or the AJC. I, I don't. I don't know what their goal is. Like, in, in if, even when you read that SI, it might be more to it. I don't know, but the little bit that I read of it, um, is very uh, misleading. That's that's all I'm trying to say. That is just very misleading when you just, when you read it. So the go- the the goal is to get the story out there. The goal you can only report what you got and what they what they could have is somehow some way being suppressed due to this Kirby Smart law. I think is that is that goal is the so looking it up is like if I file a FOIA request with your office. Once that's been filed, you have uh, you have three days after the fact to three working days to actually acknowledge that you received it. Then after that, you got X amount of days to get it to me. You got twenty. You got twenty working days to get it to me. So like a calendar month or whatever. So with this with this UGA law or with this Georgia law, think about it. Ninety working days. <laughs> that's like that's damn near a whole season. Yeah. So, so what that, so what they're saying to like anybody who's in the media is like, oh, they trying to suppress story. If, if we trying to report on a story and we trying to, we need information on said player because the crazy thing is, so this is why, so if I was media, this is why I would be mad because that is me, me and you as a Georgia, uh, state of Georgia resident, that law don't apply to us. So what make these football players so special? Well, let me ask you this question here, right? So, if, let's just say, I suspect that, I hope that Joe Blow from... Oh, matter of fact, case in, case in point. So, with the thing with um, Pat Fitzgerald and Northwest, you want to know how that story blew up? I want to I want, I'm, we're going to talk about because, that. We're going to get to that. Hold on, wait. That's, okay. all, that's all on. Cause I, that's, that's coming next. I really want to talk about that. Uh, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying what stops the, the, a member of the press from figuring out if somebody got arrested and what they got arrested for? There's a, some, so a, a report that gets filed every day. It's in the newspaper. It's online. What stops it from then getting that information? It can't be the FOIA request because all that information is public. Yeah, you would think that, but police don't actually have to tell them about every arrest. Because I mean, they can't get they can't get information that uh, man, I ain't gonna even use your name. Uh, John Doe was arrested for uh, for uh, uh, allegedly uh, sexually assaulting a minor. Like they ain't gonna put that out there. But you can see that he was arrested. And yeah, but they, but bed. what's the point of saying that John Doe was arrested for an undisclosed crime at this time? But if he posted, if if he goes to court and posts bail, yeah, anybody that's sitting in that courtroom can talk about it. Yeah, but that's the thing; these Georgia players ain't making it to the courtroom to like <laughs> give a like a, a guilty or not guilty plea. Like matter of fact, they put, it's just like a parking ticket, I guess. For them, they just pleading before they even like. They confessing like, yeah, I was speed. So think about it. You get a player get arrested. So all of these speeding incidents that are going on at Georgia, if it, what is it? Anything over the, over fifteen or twenty miles per hour in the state of Georgia is considered. Is, is it goes beyond a misdemeanor. Yeah, twenty is a super speeder. 
Yeah. So you got some of these dudes out here racing scat packs doing a one twenty and a and a seventy five. But see, or a one twenty and a seventy. So let me ask you this question, right? And, and, and That's I bring, automatic arrest. And 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 I, and I bring it back towards to us being in the military. So when when dudes would like, especially young privates and stuff, they they deploy. You see them getting higher boosters. You see them buying, I guess, scat packs or Corvettes, Mustangs, whatever it is. What other fast car you see them get? Nine times out of ten, they gonna get a speeding ticket, or they gonna get a, get in an accident, or they gonna hurt somebody. If they gonna hurt themselves or somebody. It's gonna happen, right? That ain't necessarily true, dog. Think about it, bro. Bro, I got two K U. I got I got two K U football players that live by me. Both of them out here dropping scat But <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not saying. Sense. But I'm not. It saying. don't make any sense considering that the fastest speed limit anywhere around here is like fifty-five miles per hour. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just saying. You give young people money and fast cars. They gonna, yeah, do they, some, gonna they gonna do some dumb stuff, right? That's all I'm saying. That's the only thing I'm saying. They go, they, they gonna do some dumb stuff. It, it's it's happening at Georgia. It's ha- it's happening everywhere. Speed team. Yeah, it's happening everywhere, but everybody don't have a law that's protecting the football players or the athletes that they that they rent at they stay school from having to report it to uh, get the information or the reporter. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't say I'm with. And this, you know what? After this, is gonna lead into the uh, Pat Fitzgerald story. So, the reason this Pat Fitzgerald story didn't really blew up is the fact that a reporter did a four on top of doing a four year uh, submission. The, I mean, dog, this show you how the, the proof is in the pudding. The reporter alleged just looked at like, oh, Northwestern got all of these uh, people transferring out their program. Let me start asking why. And that's how he got to the whistleblower. <laughs> so for those who don't know, uh, Fitzgerald was the Northwestern coach, coach for 17 years. <coughs> Excuse me, 17 years. Uh, 17 years of absolutely sucking, by the way. Um, how many winning seasons did Pat Fitzgerald, uh, not Pat, I don't know his name, Fitzgerald have at Northwestern? Pat Fitzgerald, not enough to where he should have had his job for that long. For 17 years. I think he might have had three or four. I might be wrong. Uh, I, I never watched Northwestern football. It's, trust me, the uniform's ugly, and it's really nothing to, to look at. It's really bad football. However, he had he had it for seventeen years, and he's been fired for allowing hazing and pretty much sexual assault um, to happen under his watch. Now he claims he did doesn't know it, know it, know that this happened, but hazing. It's something that this day and age you wouldn't expect to happen as much, right? Um, it's it's a, it's a different it's a different age, right? I I, I can remember. It. I wish Mo was online. As a freshman in high school, yeah, we got hazed, but at the same time, it wasn't. We got hazed until the right leadership stepped up, right? <laughs> hey, don't make that joke. What? <laughs> no, nah, I was go. So, so th- this is what I ha- for me. This is what I hate. No, go ahead, because it, it's a larger part of this. But see, th- this is what I hazing consisted of. They made you shave your head. Um, you had to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner with your helmet on, and the seniors would make you k- 
carry their, their pass off the, off the field, right? Now, some seniors and juniors would kind of take advantage of some people, right? They, 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 you know who you can bully and who you can't bully, right? However, I'll tell you the day that it all stopped. I'm not going to say names. I'll tell you after, but those who were on the team <laughs> really remember this. There was this very kind of large uh, offensive lineman, defensive lineman. He refused to wear his helmet. You had uh, a couple guys going there and trying to tell him, hey, he's going to wear the helmet. He said, I ain't going to wear it. They tried to jump him. It didn't work. didn't work out for him. And that's all I'm going to say. It didn't work out for him. That day, the hazing stopped. That part stopped. Bullies get bullied. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually what, what happened. And, um... Yeah, that stopped. Now, my junior, my senior year, they still wore, they wore the helmets. Um, but I brought it back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they they, 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 they wore the helmets to, to to eat and everything. But as far as like making people shave their heads and all the other crazy stuff, you know what I mean? Like they didn't, like we didn't abuse them. Like what we went through was kind of like abuse. We was like, nah, this ain't happening. Actually, we were kind of like everybody up to that little pod. We just close the door. Like, y'all can't get in here. We ain't letting y'all in. We'll stick together. They're going to have to get all of us. That's how we felt. And they weren't really trying to do that, especially when you only got four seniors on the team. Your freshman year. So, that ain't going to go over too well. So, um, so yeah, that's that's what the hazing that I kind of went through. But what they were doing at Northwestern, uh, make them do naked bear crawls and Making, Man, they had them boys out there doing naked mat drills. Mat Ooh. drills, yeah, naked. Um, they would what dry hump? They get dry hump, like almost like a. How much time? How, how much time we got? We got nineteen minutes. Eighteen minutes. Okay, so it all. I ain't gonna. You know how we talk about cancel culture and it's all about who folks want to go at at the moment. Yeah. I mean, this coach is unlike the lot for whatever reason. I'll never understand it. But, yeah, y'all want to know about hazing and about players getting, like, sexually assaulted on a football team? Go back and look and see what Michael Parsons was doing at Penn State. Michael Parsons was out there beating up players in the shower and dropping. Well, it wasn't dropping. It was in the shower. But he was humping on players in the locker room, butt naked, throwing his, throwing his, his man paws, meat to meat. In the locker room, <laughs> like, and nobody made us think about it. it Michael Parsons even went like top fifteen in the draft. But yeah, with this Northwestern story, like, like I can believe it. I mean, look how they treated Kane Coulter after he uh, tried to get football players to like organize everything that football players getting as far as like NIL. People talk about uh, Ed O'Bannon, the reason for nah Kane Coulter. Yeah, Kane Coulter lost. Kane Coulter lost his career. I think Kane Coulter in jail now. Uh, he was homeless for a while. And this is a dude with a Northwestern degree. Wow. So, yeah, but with Pat Fitzgerald, it's just like I was telling, talking about in the other group chat, I mean, he trying to sue for wrongful termination. Northwestern going to give you your $40 million. You just want to Nino Brown everybody on this situation. And they just going to hire, just so happened that the number one law firm in America it's in Chicago, Illinois, and guess what? It's staffed with a bunch of lawyers from Northwestern Law School. Yeah, and they gonna protect and they gonna protect the brand. Think about 
Northwestern sucks in foot and everything in sports, dog. Everything. Northwestern has Northwestern has a booster has a family of boosters. I can't uh, the Ryan family, I think is their name. They are paying the half a billion dollar tab to remodel the entire football state. You think these folks gonna sit by idly and let you besmirch their program? Alright, so I got a question. <laughs> Why <laughs> who's going why why are are they paying a half a billion dollars for Northwestern? You know, Northwestern, by all accounts, Northwestern's I wouldn't want to see them in Martin Stadium, Cleveland Field. Like But you but you ain't the you ain't the you ain't the target audience. I, I get that part. Is it is a is 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 super duper nerds who can who can cause it is like me and you can't go to Northwestern. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can go. We can go. We just can't we take classes. Two, we think 2 plus 2 is 22. Hey, we, we so can go. Not. We can go. I went to Georgia today, but I just can't, can't, can't take classes there. They won't let me take classes. <laughs> My man, think, like, think about that. Like, like, look at it. Like, the school that I'm going to now, it's two, it's two families that are like, leading the charge on like this entire like stadium remodel. Like, they for the, like, they basically for the rebuild the entire stadium, the football stadium. Like they, like stadium is gonna be attached to the rest of the campus. They building a new uh, football only facility. Hell, they remodeling the basketball arena, refusing yeah. to put an air conditioning unit in it, but they rebuilding. You guess how much they pumping into it? They pumping like three hundred million dollars into that thing, and they reducing the seating from like sixty five thousand to like fifty thousand, forty five thousand, because that's the way sports are getting ready to go. If you ain't paying attention, sports about to start winning like this. And everybody would rather have the immersive TV home experience. All these stadiums about to start dwindling down in like seats in certain areas. Mm-hmm. In certain, it's areas. About to, I, I think, I think, bro. I think, I think down south. I think down south. Uh, it's always gonna be ninety thousand people show up to Georgia. I was gonna be ninety thousand. Florida State won a national title, and they they reduced their uh, seating the year after they won. Or two years after when they went from 89,000 to 83,000. But, but, bro, what, but what I'm trying to say is this Tennessee getting ready to Tennessee, Tennessee's still gonna be at a, over 100,000, but they could have lose some state because they want to like make it like they're gonna build more like alum, uh, alumni donor boxes. So they're gonna have to like they're gonna yeah. take a hit as far as like what's next. So, like, it's gonna be like one uh, the top bowl and in between the top bowl and the middle bowl. It's gonna be nothing but like what's next. So they are gonna have to get rid of some of them seats in the lower and upper bowl. So I, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is that I I I can't foresee seeing Stanford Stadium or Brian Denny or um, the Swamp or the Horseshoe at half capacity of what it is now. I can see nah, because I mean a couple. I mean they got they seats. got they got the what's they got the what's name to like. The like support like the schools that like got over a hundred k like yeah they can do like Texas A and M like nobody care about Texas A and M football outside of College Station yeah they still got over they got still got a seat for one hundred and five thousand yeah that ain't gonna go nowhere it's all of these new stadiums since case in point so like now that you can spend money on NIL schools are smart enough and be like man it, it, we don't need to be Clemson we don't need to build a barbershop and have a sliding board in the football only facility we can spend this money on the stadium yeah so they so they about to start since the schools don't have to pay NIL they about to start pumping money 
into like all of these football stadiums. Hence why, uh, who else about to build one? Like UCF get UCF get uh, not UCF USF building the stadium. You know how USF ain't a big program, but they want to be big time. I guess how many seats they gonna have in that place? Forty thousand students for uh, forty thousand seats. Really? Yep. University of Miami got a renderance for a new for an on campus stadium. Guess how many seats gonna be in there? This the University of Miami we talking about. Twenty three thousand. That's about all that 50. comes to the game. They're gonna have fifty. That, the renderance got a seating for fifty thousand, and that's because they playing Hard Rock. And Hard Rock used to have eighty two, not eight, Hard Rock six sixty eight thousand when they did the uh, when they remodeled that joint. But they they but tell me if I'm wrong. I might be wrong about this, but when they built Hard Rock. It was more so yeah, they built it for the Dolphins and everything, but more so for uh, a multi a multi purpose arena. So, multi use, yeah. So they right. can um, host the concerts and whatnot, and not having to change much to the to, to the field and, and whatnot. So that's what I always thought. No, nah, it was most it was mostly for the Mar- uh, for the Dolphins and the Marlins this year because they didn't want to. Because remember, like. Uh, they had that stadium, and the Dolphins didn't want to play in the Orange Bowl no more. And where the Orange Bowl at is now where uh, the Marlins Stadium at. Hence why some of the Hurricanes fans hoping the Marlins move. They would, they would move to Las Vegas instead of the Athletics, so they can get the foot, so they can get the baseball stadium <laughs> and turn it into Miami Dolphins home, uh, Miami Hurricanes football stadium. Which is kind of you know it's 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 so crazy that as good as Miami was in the eighties and. The nineties and yeah, nineties because they ain't won nothing since two thousand. Um, shout out to Jr. Uh, it's you think they have their own stadium by now, but they're but do the prop. But people don't understand that Miami is a private school. Private school. So yep. they don't they don't get that state funding and that the majority they get taxpayer money to fund a lot of private stuff. school. Private school with donors who traditionally don't give back and what is. I think the uh, student population for uh, the big three in Florida. Hell, you could say the, the big three plus two. That's USF and UCF. I think Miami got like the lowest, the second lowest number of living alumni in the entire state. Shoot, even because um, you still got what Florida International down there, FAU down there. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Yo, we got nine minutes, man. Nine minutes. Man, an hour goes by so fast. But just just, just to reiterate a couple things. Not making excuses for anybody who has committed sexual assault or been accused. I'm not making no excuses. I'm not saying it's okay or anything else. I'm just saying when you look at the numbers, it's just like you know how they, they make this. They try to make it to where like black people are more violent than white people because they use a percentage or whatever, but it's more, it's less black people and it's more white people. So that percentage probably be, they might commit the same amount of crimes, but the percentage is going to be higher. Am I making sense? Yeah, they do that per, they like to do that per capita yeah. Jedi mind tricks though. That's all I was trying to say. That That's what, remember I was saying, this is what I'm trying to, the, the point I was trying to make when it came to the report. So I got, I got a question for you. Um, why do people get upset when you, when people ask you, like who's your favorite? Whatever. Well, like whether it's your favorite rapper, your favorite food, your favorite. Fireman. If it doesn't agree with them. Uh, 
you been, man, you ain't know, you ain't realize it since we turned 40 that it don't make any sense to like argue with these people because it's your list, but they mad at you for having your, your, your taste. Exactly. That, that's, it's like, if I, if I come out and say, hey, my favorite, case in point, case in point, my favorite, favorite basketball player at one point in time was, was Latrell Sprewell, right? When he was with the Warriors. Never said Latrell Sprewell was the best. I didn't say he's my favorite. He's my favorite player to root for. At that time. There was pre, you know, before he choked PJ Carlissimo. <laughs> but, he had it coming. Yeah, he did. Allegedly he had it coming. But does it make sense what I'm saying? Like, he, he's my favorite player, but that don't mean he's, I think he's the best. And people, I think people, some people confuse favorites with you saying, like he's better than somebody. No, because if you don't agree with who they who they think is, is the reason why it's stupid to talk back. Like basketball talk, I hate using this word, and now I sound like a millennial. Basketball talk and rankings is so toxic that LeBron fans have me actively supporting Michael Jordan, who I fundamentally hated as an NBA player and as a human being all throughout the nineties. Cause I I watched them games. It's like, oh, he breathed on Mike, blow the whistle, foul yeah. on number twenty five. Like, come on now. But we both watched Neek put fifty three, drop fifty three on Mike. Man, yeah. man. Then, he got he. That that's basketball malpractice. With, well, that you know what? That's part for the course. That's part of his. What the Hawks do to their best player? Yeah. Then trading for Danny Manning. Never. I never forget the Hawks for that. Half a season of Danny Man. Half a season, Danny. Never forget the house for that. What's up? I got some quick hitters. Uh, um, we got six well, minutes. I got some. Oh, these will be quick. These uh, This will be uh, political news. So y'all can go ahead and shut it off for like the next minute and a half and come <laughs> back. But uh, this is my time to remind you that uh, you can hate Joe Biden, but don't try to say that Republicans are doing the right thing because, uh, one, Tommy Tuberville was scared to uh, denounce white supremacists on uh, television this week. <laughs> yes. He's also holding up the promotion of 200 general officers in the military, which is uh, very, very bad for uh, national defense and strategic planning. Yeah. Uh, he said it was a, representative point, a e- point of view, right? That's what he said it was. Yeah. Representative Eli Crane of Arizona's second district uh, called black people colored people on the House floor today. <laughs> wow. Man, it's so much bad stuff going on with the Republicans. I forgot what my third story was. Um, dang. Uh, it'll come back to me why as soon as we was name. Also, uh, Joe Biden, stop letting your son come to the White House because he's leaving cocaine everywhere. <laughs> But but you know what's crazy though? You know what's crazy as, as bad as cocaine is. Uh I know the, I know you're having a good time. You, you, that what you that's that's just one thing the agents tell me. If there's cocaine, somebody's having a good time. Am I right or wrong? Think about oh, it. He got the third he got the third point I was gonna make. Uh yeah, pay attention to uh the two Texas uh senators today, uh, not today, but uh, earlier this week or last part of last week. Uh, introduced a bill to the House that would ban uh, 
states from receiving any type of federal funding if they uh, gave reparations to anybody. Mm. So, yeah, continue going with that uh, both sides and they and, and they both evil and I refuse to make a choice based off the deaths of two evils when one is showing you exactly who they are <laughs> with their court rulings and what they introducing on the House floor. So, yeah, uh, pay attention to politics, y'all. Yeah, you got to. You got to. Even though we mostly cover sports, you got to pay attention to politics, man. You got, you got to pay attention to it. How much time we how tough, How much time we got? We have three minutes and 30 seconds. Which movie is going to flop harder? You think Oppenheimer or the Barbie movie? I don't even know what Oppenheimer is. Oppenheimer is about the, uh, the scientists who created the atomic bomb with the Manhattan Project. It's... It's, it's directed by uh, Christopher Nolan. So I think I think Barbara would flop harder because I don't think uh, the budget is as big for Oppenheimer. Oh no! Oh, it is? it's big. Oh well, bro. I don't know, bro. The dude who did. Hold on, let me see. How much is Oppenheimer's budget? One hundred million dollars. Okay, what's Barbie's budget? Barbie's budget is a hundred million dollars. Oh, I don't know. I think. They'll make that back. Yeah, I think I think what's name will make it back opening weekend. I think Barbie will make that back. Uh Oppenheimer might be a slow burn. Might be one of those ones where people like start to like it. Yeah, you know I mean it's for it's for an older audience. So You didn't watch you ain't watched uh, Mission Impossible yet, have you? No. Was it good? I heard it's good. I'm going to see it tomorrow. Uh, so when I take this break, writing this paper, I'm going to see it tomorrow. Though I might have to go. See I it. might even go. I might even go see the Flash. That's what I want to see. The Flash. I heard the Flash was good. Yo, I watched the Spider Man. Uh, that was the best Marvel movie I've seen in a long time. The Spider Man movie, the, mm. the, the animated one. Oh, and the cliffhanger. It leaves you on good God. It is good. I'm I'm waiting for part two. I'm excited for part two. Just like that, right. it, it's worth it's worth watching. Soundtrack fire! Oh, I actually went and saw uh, Transformers too. Oh yeah, Hit Boy, Hit Boy produced it. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I saw I saw Transformers. Um, that's actually the best Transformers movie since the first Transformers movie. But don't it don't take a lot to be better than the other eight. But that that um, that um, soundtrack was was, was fire too. You know it's gonna be a good. How much time? We got uh, ninety seconds. Uh, and uh, strange, strange news: uh, sex workers is now legal in the state of Maine. Oh wow! Okay. So, so. if you got if you got forty dollars, you know where you can go. <laughs> so, so all thirteen. <laughs> All thirteen sex workers in Maine don't have nothing. Oh, here go a big, here go a big story. Uh, did you sign up for uh, Threads? No. Are you gonna sign up for Threads? Probably not. Even though everybody making a mass exodus from Twitter, and still probably not. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm always late to the new new app. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just I should just make a pod, one for the podcast. Put it on threads. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Go for it, bro. Yeah. But anyway, man, we got thirty seconds left. And 
I was going to ask you something, but then you hit me with that, and I just absolutely forgot. But um, <laughs> shout out to Molane, shout out to Ryan, shout out to Charday, shout out to Vashon, and shout out to everybody who supports the podcast. We uh, really and truly do appreciate it. And yeah, I really have nothing else to say. You got 10 seconds. Close us out, Deron. Kevin Sanders was right. <laughs> Go Vikings. <laughs> the beard always wins. Movement, lifestyle, podcast.